Welcome to another episode of Them Asperger's. Hello. What? Just said hello. Why did you say it really like, posh-like? You do different openings all the time. Yes, but I've never done a different accent. <laughs> hello. <laughs> That's still the same. I'm not doing it again. Oh, okay. Uh, so? So? As this normally starts, I ask you, how are you and what have you been doing? I feel like at this point, I shouldn't need to ask you. Telepathically, you should know what I'm asking. So I'm going to now think the question and I'm going to see if there's a link between my mind and yours <laughs> at this point. You ready? Yeah. Not much. Uh... <laughs> Um, I'm very well. I've not been doing all that much. What about you? Whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't just skip to me. Why? You haven't been doing all that much. No. Nothing's happened. Nothing. Am I missing something? Um, yeah, actually, yeah, you might be right. Well, nothing's happened with me. Nothing ever happens with me. I'm on my two weeks off at the moment from work. This is day... Four of 16. Yeah, very um, nice. So I have got some time away from work. I've realised this is the first time off I've had in ages. Um, but we've talked about this before. It's, I guess, because um, like myself and you, uh, we don't really go on holiday. I haven't had a valid passport in years. I haven't left the country in a long time. Um, and because of that, that's what I see holidays are. Because that's what people say, you know... Um, I'm taking time off to go on holiday. I'm on holiday, but my holiday is I'm just not going to work. But everything else is the same. So I'm doing like extended days off. So it's like my days off from work, but there's just loads of them together. Yeah. But I wouldn't ever like go somewhere, do something, travel, any of that kind of stuff. So usually when I say I'm on holiday, I I, I don't know. I just tend to say I'm off because when you say to people oh, I'm on holiday, they go, are we going anywhere nice? And I'm like, um, no. I'm not going anywhere, which is still good. It's just, uh, yeah, and I think because of that, because I think I've got a book, a holiday, that's what makes me think I need time off um, if I'm going somewhere. But when you're going nowhere, I think that's why I forget to book time off from work because I don't plan to travel anywhere. So uh, yeah, I forget to do it. And then I get to this point where I've got like till the end of next month to use on my holiday. So I'm like mad booking time off everywhere to try and use it all and I do the same thing every year I take no time off all year round until the last like couple of months of the holiday like period or whatever and then uh, I have to mad book everything together because I forget to take time off and yeah it's like a common thing I think it's people on the spectrum in general like uh, forget to relax forget to take time off yeah forget to not go and do NT stuff and be in the NT world. Uh, I forget to stop doing that and try and do some more burger stuff as much as possible. But yeah, I always forget that I should probably just like take some time off and do some burger bits. But it is until it gets to like a deadline of holiday running out that I think, oh, maybe I should do that. Yeah, I mean, well, we're in May now. Uh, and I think for both of us, it's been almost... A year since we had a week off or yeah, a sort of a break from work. We didn't take any time off when we worked together after our old manager left. And we haven't taken any time off since I left, either of us. So yeah, I think it's been, it's been over uh, about a year since either of us took more than yeah. like a day off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, maybe we should do an episode on uh, maybe like relaxing and how important it is to take time off from NT activities. Yeah. But definitely. today, uh, I, some of you have probably noticed that this episode is actually going out a day later than it should do. Um, normally we post on a Monday at about 12 o'clock. Sometimes I'm a little bit after because sometimes I'm at work at the same time. I try and get them uploaded and ready to go out, but uh, something happens at work and I forget to just hit like ad uh, whatever so there was an episode supposed to go up yesterday uh it didn't but the main reason for that is today if we did it today which is what we're doing and we're getting it posted today we're actually doing it on the day is the year it's like the year anniversary since we first started doing this so uh i looked it up on when the first episode was recorded and it was recorded um 
yeah, a year ago today. Uh, so had we posted it yesterday, would have been the day before, but the first time we recorded one was the 7th of May last year. So I thought for this episode, we'd do like a little year anniversary of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, does it feel like it's been a year for you? No. Because obviously this, wild. originally this was your idea. Um, you wanted to do it as a series of interviews with me. Yeah. Um, well, I definitely didn't think it would be like a year of us talking. Yeah. It's been crazy. Yeah. I mean, so what did you what did you think? Like, what was your original thoughts behind doing this podcast? Because you kind of just asked me. You just said, I'd like to do some... Because I know you... Before, like, we did these podcasts, I didn't listen to podcasts. Yeah. I listen to, like... I do listen to stuff, but I don't listen to podcasts. I still don't really. I listen to the odd ones, but you're a podcast aholic. You listen to loads of different podcasts. You've yeah. been listening to, like, the same people's podcasts for years. You followed them and it was your idea, but like, why, what made you want to do a podcast? What made you want to do this in the first place? Well, I think it was my idea in a sense, but I think you also wanted, I think you were the one that actually came up with the wanting to do a podcast on Asperger's yeah. and autism. I think I was just like, oh yeah, I like podcasts, I want to do one, but I didn't have like a thing in mind. But I, th- I don't know if anyone listening to this has listened to a, the first ever one. But it was... It was Getting Diagnosed was the first one, just for yeah. those that are interested. They go, I think they're on Spotify or whatever you're listening to this on iTunes um, in a weird order, but Getting Diagnosed was technically the one we did a year ago. Yeah, so, yeah, it was called Getting Diagnosed and it was just about, it was me basically interviewing you about what Getting Diagnosed was like and it was because it was a few months after... I had been put forward to put on the waiting list for getting diagnosed. And I think I was more doing it for myself. I didn't really think that anyone would listen, if I'm honest. I think it was more doing it for myself uh, because I wanted to know what your experiences were, knowing that I was going to at some point be going through the diagnosis process and being the way I am, which a lot of people on the spectrum are. I wanted to know everything about what was going to happen, even though I knew mine would be different to yours, but I still wanted to get as much sort of information as I could. And then I think the idea of doing the podcast behind it was because I thought there might be one or two people out there that wanted to know the same thing, so they might enjoy it. I didn't expect it to get as big as it got. Um, And obviously the whole, the format changed to it being a lot more me and you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was, you were just going to do the, so yeah, I think with the first one, it is, it, obviously, it wasn't called Them Asperger's when we, on the first episode. I don't think we called it Them Asperger's until, I don't know what point we said Them no. Asperger's. But, um, yeah, uh, it was it was weird because, yeah, the, the first podcast, I guess, is completely different. It's like a pilot episode, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, and it's just you asking me questions. But... I mean, did you do it because you wanted to raise awareness of Asperger's or was it just more... Because uh, I know when we first started talking, because, I mean, we did the first episode in May. Yeah. We and you had kind of started getting to know each other in November. We've mentioned before, I knew you actually a, a time before that. Yeah. But November is when we first started, like, actually talking to each other. Before then, we were just two people that worked with each other and we yeah. didn't really get to know each other. Um, and... Yeah, when we started getting talking, I talked to you. I, I think I mainly talked to you about my Asperger's because yeah. it was something that you were interested in. Um, and then that's how we kind of figured out that you might be the same because some of the stuff I was mentioning, you were like, oh, wait, I do that. So it kind of went from there. And then, yeah, we wanted to do a podcast. But did you just want to do the podcast? And like, sorry if you've just mentioned this, but like while you were explaining stuff just then, I kind of... Zoned out. Started, well, not zoned out. I started thinking about other things to that made me think about something. You, you said some couple of bits. But like, did you, was it like an awareness thing? Because I, I can't remember why we did it originally or what was the point of it. It was just you wanted to, you said that talking to me was interesting and learning about autism through me was interesting. And so you thought that maybe we should record some of it. But Yeah, I think that it was that. I found it interesting and I thought other people might find it interesting, especially as, like you say, when we first got talking, it was a lot about your Asperger's. Like, I kind of wanted to know more. I found it very interesting. The things, 
and the things you were like when I first heard you had Asperger's I think I had an idea in my mind of what that was and I think my idea you know to to an extent I had like parts of it right but also there was a a whole like heap of things that I didn't know were traits of Asperger's and you know obviously some things were wrong and some things just weren't you like were traits of autism and Asperger's but they weren't your traits and I think as we got talking I just learnt so much about how it's not just uh like I I think I had the obvious in my head of just the you know maybe not being very good at socializing but I knew nothing about masking because you don't come across as someone that is uh like is struggling in social situations you don't seem like you're struggling sometimes you're a bit quieter or sometimes you can be quite blunt but there never seems to be like a stress linked to it um and that's because I didn't understand masking at all I didn't even know that was a thing that you could do uh and also I didn't know about all the sensory things that came along with Asperger's and again like I know it doesn't affect everyone but a lot of people on the spectrum have sensory issues so I had never considered the fact that I didn't like bright lights and found bright lights exhausting after like a period of time and the fact that I didn't like certain noises and the fact that I really liked soft things like I'd never linked any sensory issues that I had to autism and Asperger's because I just didn't know that that was an issue beyond perhaps like knowing that sometimes loud noise can affect people on the spectrum. That was probably like the extent of my knowledge. So I think, yeah, initially it was just because I had learned so much from you and things you'd described were things that I'd never heard of or thought about. And I think, yeah, it was an awareness thing because I thought like if I don't know this then I'm sure there's a lot of people that don't know this and when it I think a little bit later on um I'd started because when we first did the podcast I I had been referred but I still wasn't really convinced that I was on the spectrum I still thought like that you know maybe but maybe not and I think as we started doing it a little bit more and I started to become more aware that I was probably on the spectrum, I think that's when I thought that it could be beneficial to people that, like me, have struggled with things but didn't really know why. Because no one had ever sort of suggested being on the spectrum to me before. And a lot of it was because I was masking. And a lot of the time, I didn't really realise that I was masking. I think that's another thing that I just I think I just wanted to let people know. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, like I said, I, I think I I think I agreed to them because Sorry, I don't know that one. Oh, sorry oh. about that. This is Alexa. <laughs> um, oh, you've done it again, you've done it again. Oh, but she's not Stop. Doesn't, doesn't matter. But yeah, I thought that we uh we did it originally because um I don't know. I just kind of you liked what I was saying. I had written blogs in the past um, about Asperger's. I had a blog that I hadn't written in a while, and I'd I'd always kind of put stuff out there. But I, my blog was being. I wrote my blog around the time that I'd just been diagnosed myself. So it's kind of interesting because you're doing the same thing that I did, except when I got diagnosed and during like the process of being diagnosed, I wrote a blog that I put out that I did one a week, um, and you. Yeah, during your diagnosis, two diagnosis, I've done a podcast instead. Yeah. So it's a similar thing. So it was something that I'd liked writing my blog, but I'd run out of things to write about because I was thinking of my topics myself. It was just me on my own. Uh, I was writing them out every week. They weren't really going anywhere. Like they're nowhere near as popular as the podcast has become. Um, but that's mainly because I don't know how to network it. I don't know where to put it. Uh, my spelling and grammar and like that kind of thing aren't amazing. <laughs> so for those of you people that like to read po- uh, blogs and things that are like spelt correctly, use correct grammar, you know, that kind of thing, have a point. Like I tend to write the same way I talk. So stuff goes on like a tangent or uh, it kind of moves around and I start having to look back at what I've written and being like, wait, what was this? post about again yeah um that happened a lot with my 
software with my blogs. Uh, the only people that are really reading them were, um, I think, people that I was friends with on like Facebook, that kind of thing. So I, I kind of liked the idea of a podcast because I've always kind of wanted to do that. Uh, and it was to document um, like the process of being diagnosed and then after being diagnosed, some of the things that people on the spectrum have to deal with. But um, it's kind of a way of getting people to understand, I suppose, because I'd read stuff and I'd seen things. And do you know what I mean? Like a lot of podcasts and a lot of blogs that are written by professionals uh, or people that know somebody that's on the spectrum. I found like it was too broad or too vague or generalized. And, you know, I'd spoken to a lot of people that said they knew something about autism, but they'd seen it on telly or they'd read about it. Or it was like a third-hand story from somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody. Yeah. So I kind of thought this would be a good idea because you wanted to ask me about stuff. And yeah. I thought that would help. But I also kind of thought it would help you because, yeah, like you said, a year ago, uh, you were convinced you didn't have Asperger's. Yeah. Um, and the only reason you were going to get yourself diagnosed was because I kind of put the idea in your head and you just wanted to rule it out, essentially. Yeah. So you went through the diagnosis. But I, I remember at the time you just thought that you'd never get diagnosed and uh, that would be ruled out. And then we could move on to the what it could be. Yeah. Um, but then I don't know, like I always I always kind of felt like, did you feel like something was up? So like when I initially told you you had autism um, and that you should get diagnosed and that kind of thing, did you feel like? There was something different about you to other people? Did you feel like you needed the question answering? Because this is the thing, like with me, when I initially went into therapy, which is when I found out that I could have Asperger's, I didn't feel the need to go into therapy. I didn't feel like I needed to do something about it or change anything about my life in general. I just kind of felt like eventually it would sort itself out. And I'd be like everyone else. Um, it wasn't till an ex said, go go get therapy, which I did. And then the therapist said Asperger's. And then I became obsessed with trying to figure out if it was Asperger's. But looking up what Asperger's was, you know, it wasn't definitive. Something said that everybody on the spectrum does this. And I was just like, well, I don't. So it can't be that. And then there'd be things that would like people on the spectrum do this. And I'd be like, oh, wait, no, I do do that, though. And then I'd be like confused. So I just thought I need a professional to answer it for me um and with you like before I mentioned it did you feel like you needed to know what it was or did you just kind of think like everybody else has a problem with me and everybody else is different and whatever I don't care you know I'm me I mean because I feel like you didn't really want to pursue anything or you didn't think there was something different about you until I said it and then I gave it a name. Had I have just said, you're a bit odd, a bit different, you're a bit weird, you'd have just gone, yeah, I know. And then that would have been that. But because I said, I think you've got Asperger's, that's when it's different when you give it a name and then you started researching it and that kind of thing. Um, but do you feel like eventually you would have pursued any sort of diagnosis or tried to figure out what well, it was? Or is it just, I put the idea in your head? Well, no, because you didn't. Not, not the autism. Yeah. I'm not saying that I put the autism idea in your head. I'm saying the... Because initially you said you only wanted to get diagnosed because I'd said it and you wanted to know for sure. Well, no. So I didn't get diagnosed because of you. Why not? I'm not saying so, that. No, no, no. But so I, you'd said it, but I didn't believe you. Yeah. And I think I would have got diagnosed anyway because I had gone to therapy for anxiety, which is when I got referred. Wait, so but I, is that, yeah, but that was when, I mean, like before, before me and you met, because you went to therapy for anxiety um after we met yeah but i think i would have at some point gone to do something because my anxiety was quite bad yeah um so there's a possibility that if you'd have gone to see someone about your anxiety they eventually would have found it anyway i guess me telling you has just kind of kind of speeded up that process i suppose yeah, I mean, I didn't mention it at all when I went to therapy for anxiety. It, the therapist was the one that said it and then referred me. So it was nothing to do with me saying, like, I've been told or anything like that. It, that was completely, like... Yeah, I remember. I remember saying to you, um, just don't mention Asperger's or autism to them. Um, and, yeah, you said you weren't going to, and I said that's probably a good idea. 
Uh, so I know that when you went in there, you went in there purposely not bringing up autism. Yeah. Because you wanted to see if she'd... Was it a she? Yeah. Yeah, if she'd come to the same conclusion. Well, no, I, I just didn't think that was a conclusion. Altogether. Like, it uh, wasn't a... I oh, was okay. trying to avoid it. I didn't think that that was even a possibility. Like, I went to that therapy for anxiety and nothing else. I wasn't trying to get referred. I didn't think that she would say anything. It wasn't like I was trying to keep it under wraps. I was just going there for anxiety. That was it. And, like, I don't think I was actively... I just wanted an explanation for why the things that I was doing were different. Like, that's all I wanted. The thing with the diagnosis was it made me feel better because, like, yeah, I'd always felt different, but not just, like, a bit weird. Like, I had no explanation for why I behaved in the way I behaved. Like, even now there are certain things that I do that I think, why have I done that? But at least I have, like, a... Well, it's probably because of my Asperger's. Because there were things I was doing that didn't seem to make sense to anyone else like I'd not long uh like I'd been in a relationship and that had ended but uh like the whole relationship I'd been told that I was really cold that I didn't show any affection and you know when we broke up it was the same like I was cold and heartless and this stuff not mean but just didn't really have any feelings and that got mentioned a lot and I was not really, like, I find it really difficult to reply to text messages and things like that. So I live quite far away from my family. When I first came to university, because it's quite far away, they'd message me a lot and I'd forget to reply or just not reply. And that was, like, weird or different. Um, I don't really like going home that much because it messes with my routine. And again, that's considered, like, weird because I should want to, but... So it was just things like that that I more just wanted an explanation for why I was doing the things I was doing that were considered different. Like why I don't really have friends and I don't really want friends. Like I in, enjoy just, it's too, like it's almost too much effort for me. Not like I, I do have friends, but I don't really like hang out with people very often because it's okay doing it once in a while, but it's not the sort of thing I want to do, like, every week. I definitely don't want to have to, like, reply to their messages <laughs> on a regular basis. Cause... So, yeah, it was just things like that that for other people are considered normal. But I guess for me, uh, when I... For other people, they consider them normal, but it's things that I consider, like, not enjoyable and unpleasant. And it was nice, really the reason for diagnosis I think was just like it was a nice explanation for why I am the way I am which is considered different to a lot of people hmm. so would you say because we've been doing this this a year, a year every week we've talked about something related to Asperger's uh, yeah. and obviously it goes out there it kind of the the people like that it's helped and the anyone that listens to this and is on our Facebook page and that kind of thing, <clears throat> they use it as a way to, um, you know, understand people they know or for some people it's helped them get diagnosed or it's make helped them realise that they've got Asperger's. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine those people, like, just stumbled across our podcast accidentally, just thought I'll give it a listen and then, you know, just thought, wait a minute. <laughs> Maybe this I, is me. This is me. I imagine that they were looking for yeah. Asperger-related stuff because they've heard it before or thought they might be, so they've gone looking for things. Um, but it's good that we've helped. But obviously that that initially wasn't the intention of this. It's it's something that I is is way more than I expected to happen, and it's good that it has happened because I yeah I didn't think it would. Uh, I thought we'd just do a few episodes of this, and one would listen to it, and then we'd probably stop after like episode six or something. Yeah. Um, so that's good. But like for me and you, me and you just talk to each other and we kind of just talk about things that we're interested in to like understand our own things. And me, like when we first started doing this, um, I thought that I pretty much knew everything about my own autism, mm. that I understood Asperger's better than most people because I'd been diagnosed like six years or so by the time we first did it, we did the first episode. I thought I like knew everything about Asperger's and that kind of thing so it's it's not like 
I know everything and we've been doing this podcast and you were supposed to interview me and I was going to talk about it and this would then go out there. People would listen and learn from me. Uh, I've learned like loads of stuff about myself that I had no idea about yeah. um, because of doing this podcast and because of other people's input that have listened to this podcast that have said things, done things, that kind of thing. So that's good um, because, yeah, there's loads of things about myself that I had no idea. I haven't listened back to the original episodes uh, from a year ago. I might at some point just to see the differences between now and then and maybe doing this like year anniversary episode. Maybe I should have done just to see like the differences. But um, what would you say like for you a year ago to now? Like, would you say that like these conversations and this podcast has like really helped or do you feel like you've changed a lot do you feel better with your Asperger's is being self-aware worse because I went through a period of being self-aware was actually worse initially when I first got diagnosed uh the ignorance of my not knowing was easier so I was able to that's interesting I was able to do things more so so I was able to go and do stuff and obviously they had long-term effects um in knowing I haven't had a meltdown I mean, you've never seen me have a meltdown. No, I've uh, heard it once on the phone. Yeah, I, I've. it's been so like rare since I've had one. And that's from like being self-aware and that kind of thing. It has stopped it. I think when I didn't know, I would just go into stuff not knowing what would happen and just do things. So I guess if you look at it from an outside perspective, it looks like I did more. I experienced more. I put myself out there more than I do now. But the long-term damage, I suppose, was worse uh, when I was doing it that way as to now now it's like self-preservation and I keep myself away stuff because I know it's bad for me um, but for you like as well I suppose you've been diagnosed even before you were diagnosed though it's not like being diagnosed has helped because I didn't do these podcasts before I was diagnosed so I don't know I just kind of went a year of being diagnosed and well, going through the diagnosis thing, trying to learn stuff, but not believing any of the stuff I was reading or hearing or that kind of thing until someone gave me the piece of paper that said, you've got Asperger's. And then all that stuff I had read previous, then I thought, oh, wait, all that stuff is true. Uh, and then I had to try and take it on board. And like I say, that actually made it worse for a bit because I was aware of my lack of control over my own behavior because yeah. of this thing that kind of dictated how I would behave and you know everybody that's listening to this is on the spectrum you know what I mean like you know how you're going to react to a situation and it doesn't matter how much you try and fight it (laughs) or think well I won't do that then if I know that's going to happen I'll just think differently you can't the end result's always the same you just have to realize that and like I've said before my therapist said after I was diagnosed that you just need to accept this is what well what who you are and yeah. there's, there's no changing it. Whereas I guess previous to diagnosis, I thought I can change and things will get better. Whereas after diagnosis, I realized I couldn't change. And all I can do is make things better by accepting. Um, but I remember that before you were diagnosed and we were doing these episodes and every time we've done an episode, uh, you found it interesting to talk about. And I don't feel like the diagnosis was at the point where you started dealing with your Asperger's I feel like doing this podcast you'd learn stuff each time Mm. and because we we've done I mean the podcast we've done only three of them four now counting this one you've done as an official diagnosed burger yeah but like the episodes before that you you must have done like 40 plus episodes where you weren't diagnosed but you were still talking and saying things whereas I feel like if it had been the other way around and you were the diagnosed one and we'd have started these episodes with you being diagnosed and me not. I feel like when we'd have done these episodes about stuff, you were like in there and saying, yeah, that's me and I do this. And you talked in a way of somebody that already knew they were. Yeah. Whereas I know that if we'd have done them the other way around and I wasn't diagnosed and you were, I'd have probably ended every sentence with, if I'm on the spectrum or <laughs> if I get diagnosed, then that's true. Uh, whereas you seem to to do whatever. So I feel like you've developed and learned stuff while we've been doing the podcast to do with your own Asperger's. So you didn't do what I did. You didn't have to wait for the diagnosis to to then start dealing with it. You've kind of been dealing with it since we started doing the podcast. Yeah. I think previous to the podcasts, me and you didn't really have a chat, but because of the podcast and the group and that kind of thing, we've gone into a lot of detail and you've learned a lot about your Asperger's. So even though this episode is, you know, the year anniversary and it's about both of us and how we've both been doing this podcast... 
I like the the switch in a sense, I suppose, because I kind of wanted to make this podcast more about you than me oh, no. because the first episode was more about me than you yeah and it's been a year now so i kind of i'm kind of like trying to i don't know if you've noticed with this episode, i'm trying to ask you like more questions <laughs> so since we did the first episode to now which is technically i think it is the 52nd episode possibly um do you feel how do you feel like your asperger's has developed how do you feel like it's improved or do you know what what i suppose what are the the pros of this what has yeah. been what's been the good that's come out of doing this podcast do you feel like your autism has evolved over the time of us me and you just talking and then obviously like people that are on our group talking to you as well yeah I would say it's been a big change I think I think same as what you said I think there are the elements where it can be a hindrance in knowing but not really like a that what you said, I think, it rings true in that, like, prior to getting diagnosed and being more accepting of the fact that I could have Asperger's, um, I think I did used to do more, um, as in, like, say there was a night out. Not always, but maybe I would go to it because I, whereas now there is something more likely in my brain that goes, you won't like that. Like you, you know, it's going to be too loud, too noisy, whatever. So perhaps, yeah, I did force myself to do things more, which I guess sounds like it's the better thing to do. But the side of the after effects, I suppose, would always be really bad. I'd always come home, feel really awful, feel really exhausted so I think it has worked out better to be able to say no and not that I would never go out on a night out again ever but I think I would just prepare myself better now because I understand it better and if I really didn't want to go I wouldn't force myself to go I think one of the best things for me is just being accepting the fact that I'm not a sociable person I don't enjoy socializing and I think like Coming to terms with that has been really, really helpful for me. Um, like, before, it always seems like a weird thing to say when, like like I've mentioned before, where I work at the moment, people, like, every Friday night go to the pub after work. And I think I'd never felt comfortable enough to before say, no, I'm not coming because I don't want to and I don't enjoy that. And it was always a case of, I'd either try and scramble off out without saying anything or I would make up some ridiculous excuse and like they'd have to get more elaborate every week to where people probably weren't even believing like these crazy excuses. <laughs> There's no way her house is on fire <laughs> for the third week in a row. Not that I would ever say that, but do you know what I mean? Like there'd always be an excuse and um, for me not going places, especially like when I was younger and people wanted to do sleepovers and oh, I can't do a sleepover because I've got to do this. Like, I'd always have to come up with these excuses. And I think that in itself is quite stressful, especially if, you know, then you've got to remember that excuse because, you know, the next time you see that person, they might say, oh, how was the thing that you were doing the night you were supposed to be at mine? And then you think... No, yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen that happen to you before, actually. Yeah, where, so, like, I've said that... I can't because I'm going to the cinema, for example. I can't I can't come round and see you because I'm off to the cinema. And then the next time they see you, they go, oh, how was the cinema? And I go, what? What cinema? When do I go to the cinema? That sort of thing. Like, that was more stressful. Whereas now I feel comfortable in just, you know, if someone says, do you want to go out on Friday? I can say, no. And I feel comfortable just saying, because I don't want to. I think that's been the best thing for me, like really just being accepting of myself and the way I am and just, I feel so much more comfortable and I don't feel like it's weird anymore. I don't feel like I'm a weird person just for not wanting to hang out with people because I think the whole way through my life, I've always sort of, you're always told that that's what you should want to do and you should want to be social. And now I feel fine when someone says, do you want to do this this evening? No, I don't. And the reason I don't want to is because I want to go back to my own flat and sit by myself and watch like something by myself or read a book. Because that to me is more fun than going to the pub. 
I think that's been the best thing for me, really, just accepting my lack of social things. Um, and then the other thing that I think has been really helpful is just understanding the things that give me, like, sensory enjoyment and then, like, the whatever the opposite is, like, sensory problems. I can now walk into a room that's really loud and know that the loudness is the thing that's irritating me instead of being confused about why I'm starting to get a bit agitated. Like I can walk into a loud room and think like, oh, this room's a bit loud. I won't like that. So I'll make sure that, you know, if I've got to be here for a while, I'll just take some regular breaks outside where it's a bit quieter or I'll pop off to the toilet. Like at work, where I work now, it's a really bright office and the lights irritate me. But just sort of every hour I try and go to the toilet where it's a bit quieter. Um, and that's just like a nice little sort of five minute break for me that really helps. Whereas before I wouldn't have known that and I'd probably just be coming home from work every night really irritated, probably having some sort of meltdown because I didn't understand what was irritating me. Yeah. So just, um, I suppose, knowing how to not feeling bad about saying to people that you don't want to go to something and yeah. uh, I guess better sensory awareness. Yeah, I, um, I'd say they're the two best things that have happened to me because they're the two things that have probably decreased my meltdowns the most is just having that understanding. Like I remember when I was younger and I used to get into like tantrums but the reason for them I never really knew and my parents probably didn't know like why am all of a sudden why am I in a really bad mood well it's probably because I've been in a really busy place and it's been a bit overwhelming whereas now I understand that and because I understand that I I don't really have meltdowns like I haven't had a meltdown for ages no no so I yeah I think it's I've become a lot better I'm feeling a lot better I'd say that's from learning and I know you were saying like you wanted to make it about me which well more about me but I like as you were talking and we were talking about the year I was just thinking that although you didn't really have many meltdowns before I think there's been a massive change in you as well that I've seen you seem a lot better with a lot of things um in the past year you reckon yeah um like you don't, not ever, but you don't obsess about things as much as you used to. Like when we first started talking and first sort of became friends, there was some, your obsessions would go on for longer. And and I'm not talking about like, you know, like the positive obsessions. I'm talking about the, like the true rumination over things. That for you, I'm not saying it's disappeared. It's still there, but it, it seems a lot, less than it used to like less frequent and when it does happen it's for less amount of time you seem to understand yourself better you seem more comfortable in your own skin outside of the flat like just around other people you yeah. seem more comfortable you think that's the doing this has done that yeah because i think the more we talk about it and the more sort of like we've got the very like accepting and open community on Facebook and the ref the feedback we've received from the podcast, I do think that it's had uh, an impact on you. Yeah. Yeah, I think talking about this with you yeah, uh, and talking about this with others like through social media and that kind of thing uh, has helped, um, I suppose, in, like I say, I, I've learned more about I suppose who who I am and also like I kind of even though I'm on I was on a lot of like uh, Facebook groups that were and I have been for a long time so around the time that I got diagnosed I joined a lot of Facebook groups that were you know for people that are autistic like yeah. autistic ones Asperger ones that kind of thing um, and people would post stuff and talk about things that I would not see myself the same as but I never really interacted on them I just kind of read them so I just see people post stuff and just be like that's not the same as me and that's not the same as me and I kind of have always seen myself as different to those on the spectrum as well so as much as I see myself as completely different to anybody that's NT 
for a long time I saw myself as completely different to um people that are on the spectrum I suppose yeah um and I I kind of always kept myself away from anybody that was uh, on the spectrum as well I didn't like being around people on the spectrum too much just because they were different to me and because I had such a bad time of trying to accept that I am being around people that are completely different to me and not the same as me on the spectrum uh kind of always made me feel like I wasn't yeah uh really and still it was a misdiagnosis or whatever um but since doing this podcast and talking to you and actually talking things through because obviously when you talk to a therapist um every therapist I've ever ever had is not wasn't on the spectrum they were NT so they're talking to you like you are different but you know you are you know that they're on the spectrum and you know I mean you're on the spectrum and that they're NT so that's fine but interacting with others on the spectrum always felt kind of odd because there was still no like similarity there but I think that's because a lot of people that post on Facebook groups and you know that kind of thing they usually post when they're having a hard time with something yeah so they're usually posting like this has just happened and I'm struggling with this and it would be something that I'd look at and think well I I don't do that but then everybody else is commenting with yeah, I understand. And it's kind of like that with our group to some extent because people do post stuff, you know, I'm having issues with this and that kind of thing. And I read them and think, oh, I, I don't know. But then somebody else will get in there and do it and I'm just like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Um, but I've noticed that despite that, talking to you and talking to some of the people that message us and some of the posts and that kind of thing, or when I've said things in the podcast that... I've said, oh, I'm having issues with this or that. There's been loads of people that say, I do that too, or this will help with that. And I think that's helped me understand my own like Asperger's better and be more accepting that I am actually on the spectrum as much as I go on about how I am and, you know, this kind of thing. And every now and then I still get the initial thoughts of, yeah, maybe I'm not as bad as everybody else. And I have that a lot with like where I work, because obviously where I work, I am the only like autistic member of staff. And do you know what I mean? Like I'm able to do a lot of things that they don't think I should be able to do. And I guess that's one of the issues with masking is that when you're able to do things that people who don't really have that great understanding of Asperger's think you shouldn't be able to do, you start believing them and thinking, well, if they're saying that, maybe I'm not. So it's been good doing this podcast because people have obviously messaged me or I've said stuff that I didn't think is a question because when you go on a Facebook group, I can't just put like a long post of my thoughts and just see what happens. But I've noticed that in doing this podcast, sometimes I'll just mess say something during an episode where I don't think it's a big thing or I don't, it's not what the episode was about. And it's just a side comment or just something I've said, Oh yeah, I do this sometimes and that kind of thing. But then somebody will message on the group. I do this all the time and it's a sign of this. And then I'm just like, Oh, oh that's interesting. Uh, and then someone else says, I do it too. So I felt more, like I am on the spectrum since doing this podcast because of the people that write stuff and they pick up on stuff that I think is just everyday normal things that everybody does and then someone will say no it's not it's a sign of this and I'm like oh I never realized that and I've always done that like um like learning about shutdowns shutdowns is something that without doing this podcast I wouldn't know what a shutdown was no I've never heard of shutdowns it's never been something that I particularly have ever it's never been brought up meltdowns you know like therapists always mention that and meltdowns is a really common one to see on like facebook and when you talk to anybody or if you watch like documentaries on asperger's but shutdowns are something i I didn't know was a thing and then once i learned it was a thing which was somebody messaged us i think talking about shutdowns and i saw it and then we did an episode on it and then the episode we posted that, and then other people talked about it. And like the executive functioning disorder is something yeah. I, I never heard of until unless we'd have done this podcast. It would have been something I never discovered because none of the therapists have ever mentioned it. I've never read it anywhere or seen it on any groups, and it's not something I would have thought of until we did an episode where I think I just talked about some stuff I'd done, and I was referring to it as I don't know what I called it. I don't think I was even referring to it as a thing. I just mentioned it, and somebody else said that's a sign of this. I looked it up and it turns out it was. So I feel like that's a good thing because there's things that I do all the time that aren't your typical Asperger traits and they're not things you'll see on like TV documentaries or you won't see doctors talking about it or my therapist won't mention it. Um, So I don't notice it's a thing. But then, you know, I 
it's just something that naturally happens in a conversation with you that we've yeah. recorded. We put it out there and somebody picks up on it and tells me what it is. And stuff like that is the reason why I think in this case, this podcast has made me realize that, you know, I am. And it definitely has made me more accepting. Um, and also, like, I suppose the people we've helped from doing this as well, that have also listened to it. And I've said something because obviously they're not sure if they're on the spectrum either. And they're hearing me saying stuff that I've done. And I'm obviously diagnosed uh, so you know, I am on the spectrum. Um, not that not that not being diagnosed means you're not. It's just those that aren't sure are listening to. I guess now two people that are diagnosed talk about the things they do. And obviously, if there's loads of things you relate to, or loads of things that I've said or you've said that you think I do that, I do that, and I do that, then this also helps them understand their own as well. Yeah. Um, and I guess you don't really get that from just getting a piece of paper that says you're diagnosed and you don't get that from the tests and that kind of thing it's listening to other people say it and then you just you know go in yeah that's me I do that so yeah. that's that's useful and because these are like natural conversations between me and you when we do these episodes uh we don't script them we don't really know what we're gonna talk about or what's gonna come up are we like we kind of have a rough topic and then just start talking and see where it goes um I guess that's different than reading about something, you know, yeah. or that kind of thing, because it's written with a purpose. Our episodes sometimes just, they have no real, like, structure uh, other than we kind of know what topic we're going to cover. Yeah, like, they're completely unscripted, and they usually go down sort of tangents that we don't expect. <laughs> yeah, and so some of the stuff we've covered or that have come up of things that just naturally came up. Some of the yeah. stuff that we've discovered or talked about has just naturally happened. So... That's good. Uh, and yeah, it's good that people that listen to this also like recognize stuff or yeah, that kind of thing. That's what I kind of like about this is, is that what's happened? I suppose it's like I say, yeah, I've become more accepting of my own Asperger's. I've learned new things about it, even though before we did this, I was convinced that I knew everything about it now. And uh, yeah, I like the the awareness and well, maybe the awareness, but I actually prefer the the help if it's helping anyone. Yeah, more than definitely. the awareness. I would say originally when I did this, I would have gone for awareness only and said just getting it out there for NT people or people that are in a relationship or know somebody on the spectrum. So they're aware of how people on the spectrum, you know, live their lives and do yeah. stuff. But um, the helping people that are on the spectrum to get diagnosed or to understand their own Asperger's better, I would say that 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 is something that I didn't initially even consider being a thing that would happen from these podcasts. But I like that that's a thing. Yeah, I think like they're the best. I mean, all the <laughs> receiving any message from anyone that's listened is amazing. So it's just nice to hear that someone listens. But like, I think some of the like uh, most satisfying messages are like we've received some really nice messages about people saying that we've helped them understand people they know or help them understand themselves or even like led them to getting a diagnosis. And I think that has been, yeah, it's been really satis satisfying doesn't feel like the right word, but yeah, just like it's kind of incredible yeah, for, for us. And I just wanted to circle back to the start because I think I misunderstood you a bit. Because, um, yeah, I went to therapy uh, for anxiety, but I think what you were saying... Uh, like yeah you you weren't the you did put the like the idea in my head but I think the therapist sort of confirmed that when she said it without any prompt but you were the one that sort of encouraged me to go to therapy in the first place for my anxiety so you probably did yeah I mean I think without you I probably would never have got diagnosed or even got to a point of thinking that I was on the spectrum I think I'd have just always been a bit confused about why I handled things differently and did things differently to others and I think like just as we're at the year point wanted to thank you <laughs> for, <laughs> for all the stuff you've done and also I think um I think like a big you've been a big help in the sense that if someone had told me um and like I hope we can do this for other people even though we're not like in person but I think if someone had told me before I met you that I could be on the spectrum or have Asperger's and 
that sort of thing, I'd have felt really um, kind of like alone in it or like that that's so different and like that I was then weird and branded. But I think because I knew you and I saw that you still like interacted with people and you still like were able to maintain um like I say I'm not big on like friendships but like friendships you could still be civil with people and know people and them not to see you as nothing but autistic because like I didn't even know and our colleagues like the ones that know that isn't all they see when they talk to you and you can tell like they see you as Nikki not Nikki with Asperger's and I think if I had been told this autism thing without having known you then I would just think that that like I would be branded in that way of no one being able to see me for like myself or just feeling really isolated by it but I think yeah like you just just as an example like you were someone that I could look at and think like it's not not like it's not so bad but it it doesn't have to define you in your like entirety so I think like you just being like just knowing you has been a massive help and I hope that like people could listen to this and I know we're not like there in person but see and from like looking at other people in the group as well that it doesn't have to be like just you don't have to feel so isolated by it like you're not alone and it also it isn't like a weird uh like sentence of for the rest of your life you can't fit in yeah yeah I know I know that when I initially went to get diagnosed a lot of people warned me against it because they said I'd be permanently labeled yeah um but I suppose I kind of I think it's kind of good if everybody not everybody but most people know that you are on the spectrum uh most people that do know I'm on the spectrum like you said they don't see me as Nikki with autism but that's because I guess if you've got it in your head what autism is uh, and then you meet like me or you or see the way we are like I guess it changes if you know I think if you didn't know then it doesn't change your like understanding of autism because you just don't know anyway so you're not putting the two together yeah but I feel like knowing that I have autism and then knowing me is a good thing because then you can see that I'm not the stereotype that you might think I am yeah or I'm not what you think autism is so like there's that reassessment I mean sometimes you you get it still like there are people that you know come into where I work all the time that are autistic and do fit that stereotype of what autism is more than I do Uh, so you know I then get there well Nikki doesn't have it that bad then which you're going to get that but I feel like knowing me and knowing I've got autism helps yeah for those that know me to understand that autism is not what they think it is and it's something else as long as what they're thinking is not, well, he can't have it that bad then, or he must have a really mild case. Yeah. Um, which, to be fair, that doesn't happen that often. There are some people that have that mentality of they've got it fixed in their head. This is what autism is. And because I'm not doing it, it must be that my version of it is much weaker. But I like to think that a lot of people that know me, I change their decision on what autism is. And yeah. people that listen to this podcast that don't have autism but had an idea from listening to me and you talk, it helps understand, make them understand a little bit better what autism is. Um, I know that at the moment we've started doing weekly pictures of me and you uh, and somebody messaged me saying, well, we look normal. So, <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things that is good and that's what I like about it as well. And obviously the people that talk on our group that are also on the spectrum... I wouldn't say that any of them post anything or write anything or look away that would make me think, oh, yeah, they're autistic. So I think it it helps like to some way, like help like an integration between, uh, you know, by helping autism, like autistic people, like, you know, be seen as. Yeah, like everyone else. Yeah, because, um, you know, it's it's not. As much as I always say NT and, you know, autism and that kind of thing and talk about how different we are, like, it's also a case of we are... All human. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. And it's been nice, like, talking or doing these podcasts anyway because it's made me realise that um, not everything I do is autistic, which I would have said that before we did this, there are things where I just think everything I do is. But then, you know, there's some things I do that aren't. 
that is, you know, we've also learned that I would have been convinced at the start of when we started doing this podcast that me and you are the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what we've learned from this podcast is mine and your autism are actually completely different to each other. Um, but when we first started talking a year ago, if we hadn't have done these episodes and gone into like depth, I was convinced that ours was almost identical. Yeah. Um, which says something because the initial reactions of me and you talking to each other or when we first started talking about this, I thought they were the same because we had lots of similarities. But as we've gone into depth and detail, we've learned loads of stuff about your autism and what's different about you to me. Uh, and I would say there's more differences than similarities. But then there's certain stuff that is the same. Like um, yesterday, for example, um, for your birthday, I got you a weighted blanket <laughs> uh, and you've been living under it. Since oh, I, I love got you it, it so much. Um, but like... I had a you keep you put it on me every now and then and yeah it, it has the same effect it's just I don't um it's not immediate it's the same but then I remember saying yeah well I am still a I think you said oh yeah I didn't think it would work as well on you and that kind of thing and I was like well I am I'm still a burger yeah, yeah so you know uh yeah it, there's still those like odd bits where we cross over where I'm just like well this is still the same for me as well Well, yeah I think uh, I think with you and I the main difference is more our reaction to things not always but I think we we do have a lot of similarities but then if you like delve into it there's differences for example like neither of us particularly like being around bright lights but for me I find it kind of exhausting and tiring whereas for you like you can get more irritable like I think that there are the similarities but then the sort of the reactions to the issue are different which uh is the more in-depth to it sort of thing if that makes sense kind of well i think like a lot of the things that we like and dislike sort of maybe more sensory wise are similar but then like you tend to get more like irritated by them whereas i tend to get more like upset by them and that yeah. sort of like th- there's some differences but yeah i definitely think uh i think the podcast has been really beneficial to both of us yeah, yeah, which I think initially what it was supposed to be. I think you were supposed to do it as just a way to learn more about autism for yourself uh, and that kind of thing. It's it's grown into something a lot more than I thought it was going to. Yeah. Um, which is good. Uh, I like the the I like what it's become. Um, like I said, I wouldn't have thought we'd have had enough to talk about for as long as we have. Yeah. I thought we'd have run out of things to mention constantly which just sort of shows how like in-depth and detailed autism is and you know those that are on the spectrum and listen to this like it's I always think like because obviously like when I got my diagnosis it's like a seven page like report report, and I thought everything about my autism is in it so if it's not in it it's not there um but yeah in doing this and talking to people and finding out stuff there's been loads of stuff that is not in there uh that I wouldn't have considered important or something that's related to autism in general. There's loads of stuff that I've learned uh, tied in there uh, that, yeah, it's, it's interesting. You still find stuff out all the time. There's still loads of people out there, I imagine, that have been diagnosed for way longer than I have and find stuff out about it all the time. Just when you think you've you've learned all there is, there's like, oh, and the wait, there's this as well. Yeah. Um, and maybe the stuff that, like doesn't show up or doesn't develop until you get older anyway so it could also be a case of i didn't used to have something but it's it's just grown over time you know yeah i think it's uh it's weird that it's i not completely but i feel like there's a lot to just um talking about yourself like uh, or having a conversation with someone else like when you and i talk to each other it's interesting how much comes out that I think like doesn't come out when when you do what you're saying like reading a book on it or even speaking to a professional like obviously professionals know a lot and I think you know but when you hear someone's opinion on you sometimes you can just go like oh yeah you're right I do do that but when you're talking about yourself you can really talk about the depths of it and maybe sometimes that when someone puts their opinion on you you start to think like that must be what it is whereas then when you start talking about it more it becomes clearer that it's it's not that it's something slightly different I think that's something that's been 
helpful like I feel like that's where that's where we've more like discovered things for you like your executive function and your shutdowns and things like that and for me I'm trying to think I, I don't think we've really come across anything that's specific like for me but just like it's interesting that talking about it it's like taking a weight off it is it is really helpful and I think a lot of stuff has come out that's been really interesting did that make sense or did that just no that makes sense okay yeah 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 so um yeah it's uh it's been interesting it's uh I guess because like you say when you go to a therapist most therapists especially on the NHS you do like six to eight sessions and they're about 45 minutes to an hour each so like roughly it's like eight hours eight hours of therapy but like me and you have done these conversations now these episodes go on for like just over an hour sometimes like hour and ten yeah uh, and we've done like 50 I swear this we must have done 52 then if this yeah. is the thing so we've done like 52 hours yeah of just talking about autism so that's way more in depth which I guess you know neither one of us is like a therapist but like uh you know just talking about them in general between the two of us has made us learn more and like obviously taking the stuff that other people have posted on our Facebook group and including them into the conversations mm. and like talking about things that other people want to talk about, bringing in opinions from other stuff, research other people have told us to look into. Yeah, we've got like 52 hours of talking about Asperger's. So yeah. it's gonna, it's gonna help. You know, it's, it's, it's way more in depth, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. It's been, it's been very interesting. But yeah. It's, yeah. It's been nice to, to hear people. And there's actually someone we know that this is like the other side of it, but I thought this was really interesting. There's someone we know that listened to the podcast thinking that he might be on the spectrum and through listening to it actually has sort of decided that he doesn't think he is at all. Like he thinks that it's, you know, not linked to him and that it might be something else, which you know, is like a nice other side as well. So it's interesting that that's been, yeah. But yeah, that's it for this week. Uh, Obviously, we'll go back to normal episodes next week. We haven't got a topic yet. Oh, I had one in mind. Oh, okay, then that's fine, because I don't. Um, I know there is, well, there are people, like I said, there are people that have posted stuff and they are in the line of stuff to talk about. Yes. Uh, but we always pick stuff that is like the more natural thing to go about um, or more interesting or we combine them or we see like more. Anyway, I, I, I put, sometimes I can't think of anything to talk about, um, but I'm glad that you've got something. But I mean, it is going to be like another week. Usually by the time it comes around, I do. I don't normally start doing my thinking about what we're going to do for the episode till like Friday anyway. Um, but that is it. Thanks again for everyone that's listening. Um, like I say, it's like I say, it's been a year. Uh, yeah. Thanks for everybody that's been with us for the whole thing. Uh, also, those that are just joining uh, and that kind of thing. Uh, like yeah. I say, we're gonna keep doing what we're doing um, and see where it goes, see what happens. Uh, like I say, we're on Facebook. There is a group to join if you have any questions you want to ask members of the group, uh, which they're all really great in there and help each other, and like they all know loads of stuff. Um, you can message us directly through Facebook, uh, Instagram, we're on there as well. You can email us as well um, if you want to. Uh, we do have an email address, which is just themaspergers at gmail.com if you want to just email us anything. If you're not into social media, I know there's quite a few people that aren't, but we do have an yeah. email address if you want to email us. Uh, like I say, Instagram, we do our posts. We've got a group. We've got a page. I've got a Twitter Um Twitter's the one I guess I neglect a little bit, um, but when I remember, I try and use that one. Yeah. Right? Uh, so, yeah, that's it. Like I say, thanks everyone for listening again. Uh, you can get our episodes on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, Google Podcasts. They're everywhere. Yeah. Basically, I think at this point now, from what I can tell, we're on like 12 different platforms. So anything that's got a podcast, I'm pretty sure... We're just on there. Um, I've tried looking for us on a few to see how easy it is to find us. Just literally type them Asperger's in the search bar. You'll find us straight away. It's a picture of me and Scarlett uh, in a cafe is what you're looking for. Um, Yeah, thank you to everyone for listening. New and, uh, yeah, those that have been with us for the the whole year. Um, And, yeah, if you do enjoy the podcast, uh, feel free to share them leave us a review that would be great oh, yeah. like the podcast has grown so much in the past year way bigger than we ever thought it would be 
Um, but I mean, I guess if we can, we want it to like continue growing. If we can get it out there to more people, that would be great. Um, like we're looking at ways of making it bigger than it is still. And obviously the bigger it got, we could potentially get like guests on we could talk to and just do more things with the podcast so yeah if you if you do enjoy it and that's something you'd be interested in and just it getting bigger we could get some better equipment we've had some equipment recommendations that we've been looking into and would like to get but at the moment like we don't at the moment we don't make any money off the podcast so we're not really in the position to like get the good equipment but we do want to like up our quality and whatnot so yeah, just if you want to leave us a, a review, that would be great. If you want to share us anything you can think of, that would be great. <laughs> sorry, that was such a beggy ending. I'm really sorry. <laughs> That's not how I meant it, but it didn't come out smooth. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't awful. Okay. But yeah, that's it for this week. Um, like I say, new episode will go up on Monday as usual next week. Um, like I say, I just left it a day this week because I wanted to do it on the actual day that it happened. But obviously it's been a year since then and I always forget where the year, uh, the days move forward each date. Yeah, sorry so. for the for the delay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's it. Yes. Thanks again for listening. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>